Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be checking out some cottage cheese in our June Dairy Month challenge this week. We're going to talk about yellow nuts edge, which is that grass you guys think have in, you have here in your fields, but it's not really grass. Spotlight, we're going to look at how pollen might be the key to ending Palmer Amaranth's reign as the king of noxious weeds. Ag History Minute, we'll look at the history of cheese making. Cool beans, that's corny, we'll have some current events, and that'll do it for this episode once we get that far. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. Well, it is definitely dry, no matter what metric you use Confirmed. to measure that. Fact-checked, true. We've missed pretty much every rain, I and mean, we've gotten a few sprinkles. Nothing to really write home about as far as amounts of rain. And A lot of people are judging it since they cut first cut. It really hasn't rained mm-hmm. since first yep. crop alfalfa. So Not a good metric. <laughs> like A really good judgment, like they're right, but like... It's amazing how well the second crop growth is considering no rain. A lot of things have been surprising. I mean, there's still some subsoil moisture. You know, we've been pull- pulling PSNTs the last couple of weeks here and, you know, go down a little ways. There is some there, but it's getting less and less every it's day. It's dry on top, that's for sure. Had a guy harvest, um, he's just straight grass. He doesn't do alfalfa. And he said he harvested second crop and he had 2.5 tons of dry matter. And the second crop of grass without any rain. That's so, pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, we're just crossing our fingers now that it sure it we gets got to rain or third crop won't be. be no, yeah, I had a farm harvest grass last week. It's the first time they've harvested. They have these fields that are relatively low, and they don't get to right. until July or August. It's the first time they've ever been harvested in June in all their records. And he said there was not a shiny tire in the entire process. Wow! And like last year, they cut on July twenty fifth. Something like that. I mean, it was dry then, and that stuff still was muddy. So the fact that they cut it in June without a dry tire, or without a shiny tire, tells you it's getting pretty dry out there. And heat units. I mean, we've been going crazy. Corns. We're we're not going to have our GDU update this week, but in future weeks we'll have it. And we had some pretty good GDU weeks. We're well above normal, but if you look at the 14-day it's going to be slightly down of normal over over the next 14 days. So we got a couple warm days, but then kind of cools off with some, some cooler days. Some, some nice lows. Right. Keep yeah, the lows are down. 50. Are dropping down. And I, I was asking down. these guys before the episode started, but we haven't had any dew, not, not dew SA or Mountain Dew, but we literally. We had those. We had had those, just not any dew on the grass hardly at all in the last two weeks. So it's just very dry air, almost desert-like. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I so thought the fun. other night we were gonna get something lightning and the wind just. It's, it's like you see a lot of lightning in the distance, and yeah. then you yeah. talk to anybody. He's like, "Who got rain?" And maybe then got the pavement wet. Things get real excited, and then nothing happens. Right. There's a chance tonight, so I'm assuming that's the same. What's gonna happen again? Until the rain's on the ground, I'm not counting on it. Right. Put it that way. Yeah, you you hope. I mean, I've got some fields out there with interseeding that have started to grow but could use some water to really get get going. So. Speaking of which, Matt, those fields I looked at that we have worked together with, they planted in a 3-day stretch and the stuff that they planted the first day is up like an inch or two. 
Yep. And the stuff they plant on the last day is not even germinated yet. The difference is they ra- it rained the night before, before they started planting. Yep. So that first field got in, they were planting into moisture. Right. And then by day three, they were, it was hot and there was no no moisture left. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Good. I got some, our dairy challenge for this week. You guys, are you ready for that? Yep. I didn't eat breakfast, so I'm ready. This is your breakfast. So yep. we're, we're. We're going to eat some cottage cheese. Hey, Dad, how about a healthy snack? Sure. Cottage cheese. Is it made in a cottage? Is that why we call it cottage cheese? This one's the best, too. We've played some Gaffigan before. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese was considered healthy. My mom and my sisters were being healthy by eating this tub of cheese curds. (laughs) Because to be thin, you eat things that look like cellulite. That is kind of what they say, the cottage cheese thighs or whatever, or when you have lots of cellulite. But it is good food. I mean, cottage cheese is probably one of the most underrated of the sort of versatile dairy foods. I mean, you can put it, you can have it, like put it in a main dish. Like my wife's got a bunch of recipes where you add cottage cheese to like a lasagna. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, you know, I love it in lasagna. Yes, it's very good. I mean, it is a side. It's good as that. You put it on a salad, food, breakfast, salad, oof, bam, with some Thousand Island. That's the way to get them at the salad bars, man. Get your money out of it. Take a lot of cottage cheese. (laughs) Not when they weigh it. Like in college, when you had to weigh up a salad, cottage cheese is a mistake. (laughs) You're like, holy man, that salad's like $10. Yeah. I really like cottage cheese. I put like two pounds of cottage (laughs) cheese on it. It's not worth it. I wonder, you should do the math, if it's cheaper to buy your cottage cheese, just go and fill up one of those on a weighted salad, <laughs> salad bar. bar. Maybe it is cheaper. It could be. could be. Instead of buying a tub at the store? Yeah, maybe it is. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. But What, what do you guys like for, do you fruit your cottage cheese ever? Nah. I've had it. I. It's not my favorite. Some but people like, what, Max, what do you like that's for a big, fruit? That's a big Grandma, grandma Garvey thing. Peaches and cottage cheese on a hot summer day. And peaches in it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, my grandparents would eat either peaches or uh, my grandpa's apricots. I, apricots? Wow. I think it's fine. I, I'm not going to say I love it as much as they do. Put it that way. But I think it's fine. It is refreshing. My other grandpa probably would have put maple syrup on it. Yeah. Just because he put maple <laughs> syrup on everything. Instead <laughs> of ketchup on everything, he put maple syrup. He was a man yep. of fine taste. Bill said, like, you and Thousand Island dressing and, yeah. like, French dressing or Western dressing in it, too, was just mixed right into cottage cheese. That was a good move. Well, like salad, you know. Yeah. You put that on your salad yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right, so I got five different cottage cheeses. We've got a Dean Foods Country Fresh cottage cheese. We got a Daisy cottage cheese. We've got a Great Value cottage cheese. What else we got? I can't even see them Best over here. Choice. Best Choice. And then the, the labels turned around. Oh, Kemp's. Kemp's, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Or is it the one right Prairie behind Far- your Prairie computer? Farm. I can't. Oh, oh it's uh, yeah, Prairie Farms, Prairie Farm. yeah. Illinois cottage cheese. Oh. Now, do you want us to rank them in, in as as far as what we like best, or you want us? Yeah, to rank guess? them. See if you can even tell the difference between like a, a great value or the best choice. We're obviously sort of the generic. I, uh, I think number two is Dean's. I think number one maybe Daisy. I think number one is uh, great value, and number three is best choice. 
then... Yeah, I'm going to go with the great value on number one for sure. And then two is Dean's. You guys nailed that. What's the di- What can you tell on the number one that it's not as... The quality. I don't want to slander their cottage <laughs> cheese, but... It just doesn't taste... They have a lot of flavor to it. It's just kind of like, meh. It's very watery. Mm-hmm. I feel like number two is prairie. Wow. Bill's right on number two. It is that, prairie. That's prairie. the one we always buy at Woodman's, and it tastes exactly like the one we always buy. That one, too. Like, And some of them are large curd, and some are small curd, so I couldn't uh, quite find all the same curd sizes. Is four Daisy? No. No? Five? I'm not going to lie. Da- Five is Daisy. Okay. Daisy. Five is Daisy. Daisy is my favorite. It's got these very blocky shaped curds. Extra small, extra dense curds. And I don't like number four's taste. Four is also the best choice, the generic. Okay. Four it's was almost, my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. It's almost a sour taste to me. I normally like. I normally buy Dean's, but I buy Dean's small curd, and this is Dean's large curd for sure. Max is right. I buy, so I like, so I, the, I buy the, D, the Dean's blue, blue package. So yours, Todd, is number five is your favorite? Yeah, Daisy, small curd. I'm always small curd, too. I don't know. Max, do you like small curd versus I'm a, large? I'm a small curd guy. Yeah. It's a lot better. Just melts If you want large better. curds, just go get cheese curds. Right. Like you had two weeks ago. I'm surprised that the dip... I mean, you could definitely taste the difference, and the ones you'd expect are better, are better, but at the same time, they're not, they're not that much different. And so, Max, too, you can save, like, $2 on curds now if you go with yeah, your, best choice, is pretty with your good. best choice. Like I said, I'm normally a Dean's guy. Dean's has the... The best part about Dean's is the package. It doesn't have oh, any like corners. The square. It doesn't have any corners on it, so you can get it all out. You know, you can really <laughs> get your spoon in there. I like because it stacks in your fridge better. That is also true. Rectangular shapes. Because so if you buy of... four of them, you can stack them on top of yep. each other. Did you do a deep dive? Do any of these companies own like best choice or I? I could value? not find that. I mean, I know great value is Walmart, but Prairie no, Farms they, is farmer owned, so I could not find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who owned what? Like you say, when it's the same stuff just in a different package, because then we'd feel really dumb for saying one is better than the other. <laughs> and it's literally the same stuff. Versatile dairy. That's what we need more of. Matt, Matt finished his plate except for number one, so I'm, I'm guessing... He, he was not a, not yeah, a number I, one fan. I, uh, I was leaving number one, and I took the last spoonful, and I regret it. I, I thought about just eating it first and getting it out of the way, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to want this whole plate of cheese. Be. So I'm just going to let it let it be. Bill, are you going for like the mix together? Mine, or are you just yeah, mine is kind of jumble in here. <clears throat> You're just going to take it and just swirl it all together? Yep. I'm skipping number four like Matt did number one, though. <clears throat> Next time, Todd, you got to get like the the divided plates so that it doesn't all bleed so together. Get, you don't want your cottage cheese touching? You don't want TMR of cottage cheese? Yeah. Is it still a TMR if it's all the same product? <laughs> Probably. Todd, I will say your number five, like, it's legitimately cubicle. Yeah, that's the daisy yeah, one. The daisy they're, they're, like, like, they're like straight up consistent cubes of little... Little cheese, yeah. yeah. It's pretty pretty cool. You're going to be switching now to Daisy. I know. Do they sell that at Woodman's? Just a dollar. Yeah, well, they sell Daisy uh, sour, sour cream. cream. Yeah, they also sell Daisy. Just a dollop. <laughs> That's all you're allowed. 
think my daughter would eat sour cream with everything if we let her. She likes mm. sour cream. My daughter would eat a stick of butter if I let her. <laughs> She's w- wouldn't we all? No, no. Eh, I, I'm not, with you, Max. Not by the stick. Oh, uh, maybe not. I wouldn't take a straight stick, but if I let myself, I could put use a stick of butter to make just about anything I make, like drawn butter or you know liquid butter, like especially on popcorn. Yeah, I would go through a whole stick, but not just eating. Like I'm not gonna just bite into the stick. I remember there was a TV show I watched when I was a kid, and they ate they ate shame sticks, and it was a stick of butter rolled in cinnamon and sugar. Oh, they called it a shame stick. Well, you could get deep fried butter where they just take a stick and like batter it and yeah, yep. freeze it and batter it. Yeah, yeah. coming to a fair near you. <laughs> well, good. Thanks for trying the cottage cheeses, you guys. So hopefully, how to watch your cholesterol go? Whoop. Yep. <laughs> so what you're saying is cottage cheese by the branded. Yeah, I think that's looks what like we've all agreed. That besides, Matt, Max said maybe try on your own which one you like. And best choice. I thought best choice was pretty good. I'm with Max. It ain't bad. Not as bad as I thought it would be. No, I had really low expectations for that one. It says best right in the name. Lowered <laughs> expectations. They have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Mediocre best. choice. Right. Eh, maybe you'll kind of Congratulations like it. on having the best choice. <laughs> you did it. It's a shame you couldn't find sure fine. You like cottage that? Cheese? No. Okay. <clears throat> I, well, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever had sure fine cottage cheese. I know I've had their cheese, and it just doesn't like melt. Like Ooh, when yeah. you sure mm. you get the shredded cheese and you put it on stuff, and you like I've seen it go into the oven and come out, and you can <laughs> still tell where the individual strands of cheese were. I'm like, mm, that doesn't seem right. Got to go with the way we go. Yeah, I do like the star cheese. Or Crystal Farms is another one that I do a lot of Crystal Farms for for big cheese. You know that's pretty good. Yeah. Max, you are the big cheese. I am the big <laughs> yeah, cheese. The big <clears throat> what is this? My daughter's kindergarten classroom. I think that's what their thing was when it was your birthday. You got to be yep. the big cheese. <laughs> that's what we had too. <laughs> the big cheese. The big cheese. You got to wear a cheese head. Ah, oh. pretty big. Not girl. a crown. Like a no, you wear a cheese head. Wear the big cheese. Mm. It's not the big like the whole week King or, or the queen. day. I think the day, I think it, it was. It was kind of like a student of the week okay. mixed with your birthday. Because like when it was your birthday, then you got to be the big cheese from what I remember. Is that how your daughter got lice? No. <laughs> <laughs> you get a gift of lice from the other. From the, from the cheese, cheese head. head. Nope, that was, that was last year. We had issues with, or no, not last year, two years ago already. Kids came home with the lice. The lice. Not fun. No. Nope. If you ever want to re- realize how difficult it would be to really fully clean your entire house, <laughs> oh, everything yeah. you own in your house, we had it once too. And yeah, it was bad. Things you have to look forward to, Max. As many things as went wrong in my house growing up, we never had the the los. <laughs> I mean, every other ailment you could think of probably went through our house, but we, that was one we never had. Even okay. wrestling, all. Close to nah, one another. Wrestling wasn't really lice no. wasn't a thing. No, Not really. every skin no. disease you can think of. Yeah, Kid, no, I'm your man. <laughs> like t-ball, that was everything yeah. yes. with the lice combs. Yep. And the, but now yeah. everybody's got their own helmets, so right. we don't really have community helmets anymore. Do kids today still have to go through like uh, school lice like they don't lice checks they, at school anymore? No, no. They did that when I was. A kid. And unfortunately, I think it's how and we got, ended up with lice at our house. Unfortunately, I don't think don't do some that. schools can even like 
say any. Like, well, they can't. You used to be able to make you stay home. They yes, can't even that's do that what it is. They can't make you stay home. Yeah, like you, which you can still send your kid, even though they've got lice, and it's like really. Can you just not? <laughs> How about not? Yeah. <laughs> How about not? <laughs> like, I get the you don't want the kid to miss schoolwork, but I don't want my kids to bring home lice either. <laughs> hmm. But anyway, all right. Let's talk about from nuts the edge. yes, another nuisance that we have to put up with in life. Yellow nuts edge. So this is the time of year where we're going to decide on sort of weed of the spring or weed of the year because. We just spent the last like three weeks of our life looking for certain weeds, and for this year, we have unanimous, unanimously decided it is yellow nut sedge, which is not a grass; it's a sedge. And Bill, what do you say for this one? Always, I don't know. Oh, I thought you said oh, this. I this okay, one. I know the answer. Sedges have edges. Oh, that yes, Max is correct. So that would pop- really the main way I, you tell what it is is if you feel the stem, it's a triangular stem with true with edges edge. to it. Ironically, the definition of a sedge is a grass-like plant that triangular <laughs> how, stems and inconspicuous flowers. How many farmers have told you nut nutgrass? I got yes. that nutgrass. Nutgrass. Yep. So yeah, there, that was another other names for it are nutgrass nut because it looks like a grass. However, and, and it does it does have a nut-like tuber underneath that it grows from. So that's where that part the comes nutlet. from. The nutlet, yes. You know who nutlet. taught me sedges have edges? Who's that? Big Papa Polensky. Yeah, nice. All right, that was Jeff saying maybe. Sorry, Bill. The, Big oh, Papa Polensky. Giving, giving Bill credit for Jeff's things. Sedges no, have edges. No, Jeff, though, definitely. He was like, you do not miss nut sedge. For, if you said it was grass or anything, yeah. he, you were... You that was, yeah, but no. he that was before the days of, like, water hemp bad, you know? Like, True. Mm, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, bad. At least water resistant water hemp. Yeah, I should say because when I when I started was like the start of the resistant right. water hemp. Start of the resistance. Max, did you lead that's, it? That's when Max it started getting like it. really like he He's said pro, he brought it. We were we were pro st- water hemp. We were still on like the jump the roundup rate a little bit and yeah. see if it gets it. Right. Like we were still in that stage of the game when I started. So and it didn't it <laughs> confirmed it did not do anything. Mostly just gave it a drink of water, so that was not super productive. So, Matt, um, can you say the Latin name? Uh, let's see here. Be as our person deemed that can actually pronounce these things. Cyperus esculentus. Yes. Nice. Which is a cool one. Yellow nutsedge. Good one. Yellowest nutsedges. It is a perennial, so it yep. will grow back every year. That's one reason, too, why I feel like we do have to go after it more. Is like, oh, it's not just like, oh, it was here this year and won't be here. It's... If it was there last year, it probably will be there again next year. And I would say the worst fields I've had were ones that have nutsedge in the past. The reason this one weed of the year is there's fields that I've never seen nutsedge in that have it. Yeah. So that's an odd thing that a dry year like we're having this year will actually help. Um, it does prefer sort of the wetter. It colonizes wet areas with poor drainage. Diverting water or proving drainage can help reduce weed infestation. So, so that is the irony of this year, like how dry I, it is and but yet, it's still, just still prevalent. I think this is still like the 2020, 2019, 18, all those co- wetter years just basically still showing up yeah. of the, the, the problems from that. What I'm finding this year, though, is normally we have those giant patches of it, you know? Yeah. This year it's like it's scattered through 
right. whole field. We still have patches in yeah. some fields where they were bad, but I would agree it, it's more like in with the other grasses where it usually was just patches. patches. Before. Other grasses, Todd? True. It's, okay. it's a sedge, Todd. Dang, <laughs> it's in with grasses. Oh. You just give us this lecture about how we can't call it a grass, <laughs> and then you pull that? Todd's, Todd's been taken over by big nuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's corrupted. <laughs> big nuts. He's been corrupted. <laughs> corrupted. With the big nuts. Yeah, Sedge. The nutlets got to him. So it can be reproduce by nutlet or rhizome, so which is a kind of traveling root. And then it does have offshoots that will produce seed, which that's kind of where it gets the name, the yellow part of the nutsedge, because the, the seed spike is like a yellow sort of flower kind of coming off. Yeah, from if, you're, it. if you're unsure it's nutsedge, that's the point when you know for sure. Yes, it's just very unique from any... <laughs> it stands out. Besides any grass, it's very different from grass that way. So the other reason why this is a big one is just our traditional herbicides in general don't work for it. So our herbicide choice is our best one is halosulfuron, which is permit. And that gets you really good to excellent control on this. I was trying to find why, you know, what in that product, you know, could sort of get this versus other products. And I really didn't find that. Um, but it but it works so because the nuts edge no likey that's why yes <laughs> and then the other one that's really good which makes it is Yukon has halosulfurin in it and it's basically dicamba with halosulfurin so one thing to watch is if you have a field that you're going to spray dicamba anyway or like a status or diflex it might be a time to just use Yukon. And basically have the house of your own piggyback on to get any nut sedge. And list also does a pretty good job really? on nut sedge. Like you're saying two four D? And no, and list does Why a pretty would... good job on nut sedge. I don't know. It's rated as a nine in our book. I, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll give you the full review this well, week. That's <laughs> interesting you say that about ratings in the book, and we'll get to that with Roundup, which we can go right into Roundup is rated in the book, Roundup's a nine. Seven. Or, well, it's high. I want to say it was an eight or nine. Seven. But it was, I looked yesterday. <laughs> it's up there enough, and a lot of herbicides are rated like six to sevens, and they the, they just make it angry. Right. They really just sort of burn it. This year I have seen on really hot days, Roundup is seeming to burn back the nut sedge better than in other years, but it's, it usually burns it back, doesn't kill it um, down to the... On how many times, too? Like, I know you got it down the list here, Todd, but like... The Acuron Lumax family, you know, it turns it pretty good white. That, that Callisto really yeah. seems to do something. And then I did, I've had a, the Acuron rep tell me that the bicyclopyrone that they added into oh, it sure is supposed helped. to be better sure. at Nutsedge than what Lumax was. I've seen that, like you say, it whiten it up a little bit more and maybe work a little bit better. Even I think it it's hard on the pre's, and that's why I got pre's question mark, like if they work or not, because. If well, they're not there, we don't know right. if it even and works. how many times are we spraying so, a pre and this amount of nuts as we're seeing now just isn't there? Right. You know, so we're so, at a disadvantage that way anyway because the weed just isn't there. So I think some of these pre's are working on it. We just don't necessarily know that. And like Acrom or Lumax would be some that seem to have some control. And there's a lot of other pre's listed, um, Triple Flex and other ones that I think are helping, but I don't know that they can always hold all of it back. Right. Um, so Venture Zone also was one that kept popping up, which surprised me, which is one of our soybean ones. But I would say that in general, 
I, I mean, I still see it in soybeans, but not as bad as in corn. So the soybean pre's, I think, are working better on it. What What do you guys think of that? Like, are you seeing it just as much in soybean I fields am. as you are oh, corn, yeah. or I is am. it less? Oh, yeah. Okay. The The problem is it's much more shocking in a soybean field usually because it oh. actually competes with the bean. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same height as the height. beans right now. Yeah. We're in the most of the corn fields. The corn is above it. It's still there. So what do you guys do in beans to get classic? Yep. Because permit is not, you can't spray in beans. So so classic works good. I've had one farm that you, in not so hot days, they would add MSO or methylated seed oil in to round Round up up. to kind of burn it back a little little bit more. But yes, classic is kind of the go-to for that. How many, 0.3 a classic or what were you running usually? Three to point point three point five. I yeah, had a okay. had a co-op guy not go above a quarter of an ounce, which I think is might be a little shy, but that's what they were recommending. So, I think full rate is it's it's a quarter to three quarters of an ounce is the classic yeah, rate, right? right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you guys see a little little burning on the beans from the classic? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that watch, one is almost that. like a a black type of speckling versus a lot of those other ones almost are a white or yeah. A bronze. Yep. So yeah, definitely is gonna. Oh, seems like anything we're adding anymore to for beans, beans is, seems to burn is really bit, yeah. setting them back and burning them, and then they seem to grow out of it and do better. But most of our life, we didn't have to worry about that because of Roundup. You know, years and years ago, we always kicked the hell out of our beans because of all the herbicides we had to pick from. I'll tell you what, Cadet, man, that stuff still burns like son of a Cadet's gun. burning this <laughs> year a lot. It's burning really good. Yep. I had a couple yeah, phone calls last Anthemax, week. Yep. Anthemax, Azidua, and Cadet, and that one's really... I, me too, Max. I had some texts over the weekend. <laughs> I had a lot and, of calls over the weekend. Yeah. Are you sure it's not going to kill my beans? Did we spray Cobra out there? <laughs> it's not that bad. It's no Cobra or even Flexstar, but it's... For this year, it really I got, heated I got it some up. stuff that's in pretty tough shape right now, but... It also is a little warm when you spray it and some of that stuff. But anyway, yeah. All right, so this goes into our <clears throat> you applied what? Whoa, bringing it back. Bring it back just kind of for this, yes. Give the people what they want. What did you do? <laughs> You're waiting, Max, I know. So what do you got for us, Todd? All right, so. you got a lot here. Ties, so I yeah, know, I, I, like I, seven or eight things here. And they're kind of. Yeah, you you'll have to figure out the theme. But so, are you applied what? If you remember, is just different herbicides, and there's so many different trade names out there. So today, I've got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, that is a lot. Usually, it's three. Yeah, I went high because I couldn't believe how many different names there were for the same thing. So, are you applied what this week? We've got Sedgehammer Plus. That's nice. Emperor Permit. Halo Max, Yukon, Sandea, and Martin's Nutgrass Eliminator. Do you guys think I said all the? Is it Empero, Empero, and yeah, Sandia? Empero. San, okay, Empero. Sandia, isn't that the girl from Greece? Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> No. Isn't Sandia that like really nice subdivision on 32 North of Lake or something like that? And there's not actually a lake. They well, dug a pond. There's or definitely a pond in the subdivision yeah. out there. Yes. <laughs> well, I bet you 
So some of these are Nutsedge killers and some are not? Is that no, they're, you, they yeah. will all kill Nutsedge. Oh, okay. They'll all ki- kill Nutsedge. But one of them just has something else in it. So one of them's not Halo Sephiroth. Well, no. One of them's got more than just Halo Sephiroth. Well, we we, it, we just it's talked about that, right? It's Yukon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so all the rest of them are basically straight up Halo Sephiroth. Sedgehammer. So Sedgehammer Plus. That really used a lot in Turfgrass. Also oh. can be, but Turfgrass especially. Um, Emperor, that one is an ag-related one. Permit, like we talked about, it's kind of the main name when we talk about Halo Sophiron. Halo Max, that one, I've sprayed a little bit of that, actually. It's kind of a generic that works good. Yukon, like we said, is the odd man out where it is Halo Sophiron plus Dicamba, uh, Sandia, and then my favorite was Martin's Nutgrass Eliminator because of just... Nutgrass. It did use Nutgrass, and it just is a very interesting name for a... Or herbicide. I don't know. I kind of like the Sedge Hammer <laughs> Plus. Sedge Hammer 2 had the base, the best catchphrase on their bottle. It said, kills nut sedge down to the nutlets. <laughs> on the bottle. <laughs> Giving it, it to them right yes. in the nutlets. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is from New York City. It is. I got your sedge hammer right here. <laughs> well, I'll get you right in the nutlets. Be no rhizomes for you. The good news, Todd, with this though is like apparently Yukon is like in short supply, so well, we we need to branch out our. our I would say all these though seem to be to in find hard the, in tough supply to find even the yeah. generics and stuff. But yes, there but, is other I, generics. I out bet there. you Martin's Nutgrass Eliminator is just. Uh, you can He's buy, got a you can buy that at Ace warehouse Hardware. Full. Warehouse full of that stuff. <laughs> I, I Googled it. You can buy it at Ace Hardware if you really want. Walmart sells it as well. Wow. I, I think that one's a turf grass one, too. But yes, I thought it was interesting. It's actually just a guy named Martin that comes out. And <laughs> he comes on, he pulls, <laughs> yeah. like, pulls it right out of the ground. <laughs> That'll eliminate it. Yep. Be done. That'll be seventy two fifty. Thank <laughs> you. That's pretty cheap, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depends how many, yeah. And is, is it per plant or is it by Ooh. field? Sedgehammer Plus threw me off a little bit because I feel like that should have something else something with else, it, yeah. like plus. Uh, the, the plus is is just the, so there is regular Sedgehammer, and then the plus has the additive, like basically a um, adjuvant with it. Oh, okay. So it's like basically on the thing it says no need for additives, just mix with water it's and like spray. Buccaneer Plus. Yes. But you're right, Max. Matt, that's credit extra. True. So, so it wasn't another herbicide. It's just it's other just ingredients. Having yes. yes. So, how many of these were were turf? The Martin's Nutgrass Eliminator and Sedgehammer Plus were oh. more turf related. Although Martin's Nutgrass Eliminator was listed, like even on like Farmers Business Network and um, uh, Agri and the other oh, label yeah. search we use. So, yeah, I, I think it has some sort of egg applications as well i think if you google how to kill nutsedge sedgehammer is one of, like the first one to come up because in all the food plot groups i'm in oh, that's that? what they all want to spray for nutsedge first of all most people don't know what nutsedge is that's the first problem they all like i can't kill this grass what's going on <laughs> so it's... shiny and then there's arguments 532 comments of arguing whether or not you can kill it with roundup <laughs> and it's just a you know standard day at the office I am disappointed though that I can't I can't recommend Sedgehammer Plus. I'm just 
If it's not labeled in corn, we never can recommend it. That'd be fun to recommend. Time to get out the sedge hammer. Yeah, the first, yeah. If you Google how to kill nut sedge, first thing that comes up is sedge That's hammer. Right. All right, so there you go. That pesky grass, quote unquote, that you can't kill probably isn't grass. It's nut sedge. So now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So today we're going to talk about killing the weed king. Good groundbreaking pollen technology. Control Palmer Amaranth. So an innovative herbicide-free technology is under testing and aims to attack Palmer pigweed with its own pollen. I think we talked about this a while back, but now it's getting a little bit closer to being a reality. Weed Out harnesses a remarkably simple yet unprecedented approach to weed control. Pollen treated with radiation to ensure sterility, again, tacking right in the nutlets, is applied over Palmer-infested fields to serve as an enticing Trojan horse. Female Palmer plants would latch onto the irradiated pollen, and eventually abort seed, killing off much of the next generation of resistance. Weed out's potential to drain the seed bank is catching notice. And when used in complement with the present arsenal of management tools, could offer a heavy pollen punch, particularly in the present age of diminishing herbicide returns. So the potential of just blasting some pollen out there and getting the plant to kill itself is pretty enticing. So we're going to give Palmer amaranth an autoimmune disease? Is that the the goal here? Make it fight itself? Basically. Yeah. Basically sterilizing. Sterilizing the next generation. The next generation so that they, they cannot be. Well, we haven't found a whole lot of really good adversaries for Palmer, so maybe the best... The best... <laughs> this is itself. The, yeah. Yep. Yep. The enemy of my enemy is my enemy. <laughs> No, it's my friend. I'm pretty sure it's, it's usually it's supposed to be my friend, but in this case, when you're getting it to fight itself. All right. Now we'll move into our Ag History Minute for this week. Since we've snacked on some cottage cheese this week, we thought we'd talk about the history of cheese. So the actual time and place of the origin of cheese and cheese making is unknown. But the practice is closely related to the domestication of milk-producing animals, primarily sheep, which began eight to 10,000 years ago. Art of cheesemaking is referred to in ancient Greek mythology, and evidence of cheese and cheesemaking has been found on Egyptian tomb murals dating back over 4,000 years. Cheese may have been discovered accidentally by the practice of storing milk in containers made from the stomachs of animals. Rennet, an enzyme found in the stomach of ruminant animals, would cause the milk to coagulate, separate into curds, and whey. Another possible explanation for the discovery of cheese stemmed from the practice of salting curdled milk for preservation purposes. Still, another scenario involved the addition of fruit juices to milk, which would result in curdling the milk using the acid in the fruit juice. So cheese is very, very old. A tale as old as time. These uh, how many accidental inventions there are, but that that this like one would penicillin. be awesome. Yeah, but yeah, like this one's in the positive category. Right. Not, let's store not milk like a, in the stomach of a dead cow. Okay, and then six months later, there's cheese. Like how awesome is that? I wonder who like the first person like 
Should we eat that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Can we eat it? You, you try it first. I'm pretty, pretty hungry. I'm just going to try it. Like we talked about when last week when they invented ice cream and the first person that got the ice cream headache probably thought they were dying. Like, right. oh ah, my God. It's poison. Like, it's, it's, I'm dying. This stuff's so delicious. My but, head's going to explode. And then after, like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. It's great. I'll take another bite yes. and do it all over yeah. again. May I have another, sir? <laughs> ah, it's happening again. Why? All right, if you like cheese like we do and are big cheese heads, please tell a farmer friend to listen to our podcast. Tell them to download a podcast app on their phone, either either if it's Apple phone, it's just called Apple Podcasts, and they can search Tilt Talk Radio, or on an Android phone, they can download Podcast Addict or Podbean and search Tilt Talk Radio. Also, you can listen on a web browser at tilthag.com slash podcast and matt where can they follow us uh you can follow us on facebook and twitter at tilth talk radio now we'll move into our cool beans for this week so cool beans cool beans cool beans cool beans cool beans so our cool beans some good news for glyphosate a European agency says its classification of glyphosate regarding carcinogenicity is unjustified. So glyphosate has been argued over for several years now, whether it's an active carcinogen and can cause cancer. So uh, good news coming out of Europe. So Europe being one of the more stringent when it comes to GMOs and all things chemical, according to Bayer officials. In the EU, all approved pesticide active ingredients undergo routine scientific evaluations, which are conducted by designated members, uh, member states, and then peer-reviewed by the European Food Safety Authority. Glyphosate is currently going through this routine renewal process in the EU. According to Bayer, the des- designated member states for the current glyphosate renewal process, known as the Assessment Group on Glyphosate, are France, Hungary, Netherlands, and Sweden. This group's main con- has published main conclusions of its draft renewal assessment report, and the AGG's conclusions are based on one of the most extensive and comprehensive scientific dossiers ever compiled for a pesticide product. Here are some of the key findings. So based on the current assessment, the AGG considers that glyphosate does not meet approval criteria. Taking all evidence into account, proposes that glyphosate or classification of glyphosate with regard to carcinogenicity is not justified. And they said glyphosate is uh, being toxic for reproduction is also not justified. So basically saying it's not as bad as we've been Led to believe by some of the arguments in the past. But so. Matt, on TV, I can get a lot of money. I know. You can sue. There's a whole commercial about it. They said it was really bad. Yep. So it's TV. They're telling me that. TV's never been wrong before. No. Why would TV lie? I should just call that number on the phone, on the TV. That is good news for Roundup, though. Of Basically, there was one study that Bill and I remember at back when we could have conferences or did yeah. have conferences. That was a good conference. That was a great one. It was a Weed Science Society conference, and they talked about how 
bad that study was and potentially it really never deemed it truly carcinogenic. It just didn't deem it not in the one study. So, yeah, I think having more news like this out and more research is always good. All right. Now our That's Corny for this week. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, 10% of the contiguous U.S. is experiencing exceptional drought, which is the highest since 2011. So the latest U.S. Drought Monitor shows that 10%. And so right now, California, Oregon, Utah, and Nevada are entirely under drought conditions. And looking across the nation, there are different areas from the Dakotas to parts of Montana all the way here to Wisconsin that are under drought conditions. Some of it is only expected to be short-term, so they define two different levels of drought, short-term and long-term. So short-term is less than six months, long-term being greater than six months. And we are kind of just sitting on the edge of that. Some areas of Wisconsin have been getting rain where others have not. I mean, we've missed any substantial rain for the last few weeks here. But there are areas that have gotten multiple inches in the central part of the state. So hopefully that changes with the potential for rain tonight. Don't jinx it. Everybody go wash your truck yeah. and cut hay, cut hay, please. Yeah, cut hay, mow the lawn. You got some grass to water? Water that, then it'll rain. Yep. Yep, water your garden really good so that it rains on top of it. So there you go. Uh, according to WH or WBHY. WHBY. Okay, that's what I thought it was supposed to be. Somebody misspelled. Uh, it says we've had <clears throat> 7.2 inches of rain for the year, which is the fourth driest on record. It's crazy. And Bill, you and I were, ta- we were talking about that before. The, la- the driest was like. 58, was that what? Yeah, basically they just took from January 1st to the middle part of the year, end of June here, because we're getting close into June. And and they said this period of time, 2021, was 7.2 fourth, dry, fourth driest on record. And sometime in the 50s was the driest. And it was only like 6.4. So we're not, we're less than an inch off of the ever driest first six months of the year. I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect it to be that low. No, no. I, I mean, we knew it was dry, but it, you combine that with the unusually long period of hot weather, especially for June. We've right. been dry, but usually it's July, August time, not in sort of spring and into June. That's the scary part, right? Right. Things are looking for all things considered of the heat we had and the. 7.2 inches don't say of rain. It. Don't, say don't say it. it. Yeah. Don't say don't, it. They're looking don't don't say say it. It. bad. <laughs> don't say it. Okay, never mind. Don't say it. Move along. Nothing to I, see here. I almost said it, and I was like, I'm not going to bring this up. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we'll call it a day. So thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So I must say with the cottage cheese, if you take them all and just mix them, it was the best. was good. <laughs> yeah. If you just take all five of them and... Make a Waptuli a cottage cheese. It, it, it was pretty decent. All right, so we had our cottage cheese taste test. Talked about yellow nut sedge, which is not a grass, it's a sedge. In our spotlight, we looked at using pomeranth pollen against it. 
Egg History Minute. We talked about the history of cheese in our cool beans. That's corny. We had good news for glyphosate, bad news for things that like water. Because we're looking at drought conditions in many states. So thanks for listening. And as always, happy farming.